0: Hi, and welcome to At Any Rate, J.P. Morgan Global Research Podcast Series, where we take a look at some of the drivers behind the biggest themes and trends across fixed income, currencies and commodity markets. I'm Francis Diamond from the European Rate Strategy Team, and today I'm joined by Aditya Chaudhia, and Kigandra Gupta, to discuss the upcoming January ECB meeting and our views on Euro-area cash and derivatives markets. We're recording this podcast on January 19th and all our comments today are based on our latest Global Fixed Income Markets Weekly publication, which is available to institutional clients of JP Morgan on our JP Morgan Markets website. So Aditya, let's start by discussing expectations for the upcoming ECB meeting. The front end of the curve prices a meeting as a non-event, with then about 50 basis points of cumulative easing price by gene. Do you agree with this pricing? And do you see any way in which the ECB can surprise market expectations next week on the bullish side? Sure, Francis. So for the ECB, our base case is for them to start easing
1: in around mid-year, so June meeting with a 25 basis point cut, and then continue easing from then onwards to reach a neutral level by time in the first half of 2025. The market, as you mentioned, is pricing next week as an non-event, which seems fair, but is pricing almost 50 basis point cumulative cuts by June, with around four to five basis points still priced for the March meeting, and roughly 18 basis point or 70% probability of a 25 basis point cut by April. We continue to think that March is unlikely for the first cut, and that April requires a material disappointment on growth that also causes cracks in the labor market. And thus, we have been fading the March cuts pricing by option exposure. But for the April, I think, given that we are still pricing some more for Fed, I think market will still continue price something for a while. For the meeting next week, the ECB will almost certainly remain on hold. I think it's very consensus the focus will be on the ecb's updated views on growth and inflation and on any forward guidance recent commentaries from the ecb members have pushed back against the early easing expectations price for the 2q and left has left the door open for the june meeting and hence which is in line with our uh, view now and hence i think the given the market commentary recently and the communication which we expect from the ecb at the meeting is very similar we expect the meeting to be quite boring from a duration and spread point of view and from a surprise point of view, it's very hard to see them delivering a hawkish surprise. I think the PMI would be a bigger driver of the week for the rates than ECB itself.
0: Okay, thanks. So given it's a bit of a non-event, um, what's the current view then in terms of duration in the euro area? So we have been running a strategic over-duration stance for a few months. And
1: despite the recent sell-off, I still remain quite comfortable with it. Uh, the sell-off over the past couple of weeks has been fully driven by the repricing of monetary uh, repricing or easing expectations like market is now pricing a trough for ECB in policy at around 2, 5, 2, 10, 205 to 210 uh, before it was pricing at something below two Uh, just in late December. Our view is that it should be anchored closer to two and then as we start the easing cycle eventually go into a bit of an easy territory let's say maybe 25 to 50 basis point below two percent and that's what's driving our main duration uh, or it stands in the medium term. Or the near term, uh, most important thing, which we have been flagging on duration, is that we find 10-year Germany roughly, we we found 10-year Germany only almost 20 basis point cheap in early January, which in our view was pricing term premium or supply pressures. And given our view that supply will be met with a strong demand, which indeed has been vindicated so far, uh, the residual has been correcting. And in our view, it's still 15 basis point cheapness there, which should continue correcting and drive is lower
0: so we remain comfortable and we hold on some five years of medium-term trade okay thanks so if we focus a bit more in detail on the money market curve kigendra i mean what do you think looks attractive to position for bullish duration bias and do you consider anything in terms of hedges against any more bearish data outturns or sticky inflation prints
2: Yeah, hi, uh, Francis. On the money market curve, you know, um, in line with what what Aditya was saying, we find receiving um, duration or uh, specifically receiving rates attractive. Um, This is currently pricing a terminal rate of around 2%. Uh, Now, this may appear, as Aditya was mentioning, to be broadly neutral under our view of no recession, and our expectation that ECB will potentially stop the easing cycle, after taking policy rates to around neutral level of rates, uh, which, as I said, we think is around 2%. However, uh, at the risk of repeating, um, as we have seen, market pricing of terminal rates uh, is a moving target. And we believe that the ECB starts to cut rates or even endorses the start of the easing cycle, the pricing of the terminal will move lower, You know, as was the case uh, just a couple of weeks earlier. So we see goods upside from receiving rates we also have some option-based expression using your eyeball mid-curve calls to position for such a view. And uh, finally, we also believe that a bullish move is likely to be associated with the trough of the money market curve being pulled forward, or in other words, you know, the market front-loading the easing cycle that is typically um, in, in a manner that is very specular to what we had seen during the hiking cycle as well. So we find money market curve steepeners such as March 25, March 26 to be attractive, Uh, And we're recommending to uh, trade this via uh, options as well. You mentioned about bearish hedges. Um, On this, we have been concentrating at the very front end, uh, trying to fade the excessive amount of easing that is priced in the first half of this year. Um, ECB board members have uh, kind of spoken coherently uh, around pricing of rate cuts being premature, uh, while they, they may not still agree on the timing of the first cut, uh, but there is an agreement that March-April timeframe may be too early as the ACB would need to see concrete evidence on inflation moving towards its target. So we have been recommending buying March 24 Eribo put spread uh, as a bearish hedge, and we continue to hold that trade.
0: Okay, thanks. So supply has been heavy in January, as is always the case. We've seen some very strong weeks yet new spreads really haven't moved very much at all in terms of widening. So, Aditya, I mean, you've been pretty constructive on intra new spreads for a while. Is it now time to change that view? So, Francis,
1: they haven't even stayed stable. They have even tightened. So, intra EMU is tightening over the first three weeks of January, despite record supply hitting the market. And at the same time, we had a decent amount of yield sell off For me, that's a clear indication of our stance that the record demand will be met with record supply uh sorry record supply will be met with record demand and this was one of the key uh driving principles for my which stance in trm and euro SSAs and i still believe that story holds so i continue to like the which stance what i did this week i made some tactical changes given the strong moves we have seen uh, i took my longs in 10 year france versus germany off but i still hold the view and hence, The stance would be to re-enter on any widening, but I continue to express my overweight stance via SSA trades, which is overweight, 5-year EU or 5-year KFW versus Germany. Also this week, I took off some of my supply-related trades because they have worked. So the 10s, 30s, Italy, now versus Germany and Longs in 10-year, Belgium versus France. At the same time, I continue to hold some of the other supply or RV trades like long in 10-year, Greece versus Italy because I expect the Greece syndicate to happen in the next couple of weeks, mostly next week, and go well. I continue to uh, find Portugal expensive and hold shorts in nine-year Portugal versus Spain. And at the same time, I find Ireland uh, very strong on a valuation and supply front and hence find the uh, continue holds hold longs in the intimate sector of Ireland versus France. Finally, this week, uh, I also recommend buying five-year Italy CDS basis as a risk-off hedge in my portfolio.
0: Okay, great. So finally, let's turn to swap spreads and volatility. So again, I mean, swap spread narrowing in January on, on supply is a typical seasonal dynamic. Our outlook for this year had a broad narrowing view over most of 2024. So where do we stand now in terms of your view on swap spreads? And in terms of volatility, do you think there's any value of being short volatility anywhere on the curve?
2: Yeah, yeah. Swap spreads have narrowed sharply over the past few months, and I think the cycle started post-SUD crisis last, last year, and it has been continuing almost in a monotonic fashion over the last few months. And now, interestingly, spreads are close to the pre-pandemic tight levels when measured against Esther. Um, in my view, this tightening has been driven by a combination of factors such as uh, easing of financial conditions, significant increase in collateral availability over the last few months, and you know there are plenty of metrics uh, to identify this. Uh, volatility has been lower, and then there has been some technical receiving pressures uh, on the short term. There has been the soft issuance-related receiving that you mentioned, and also there has been some winding of the paying hedges that was set by financial institutions uh, during like. Now, looking ahead, we think uh, that the tightening of the front end is likely overdone. So we find the shard swap spread to be too tight in our fair value model, uh, with current level of residuals being close to the extremes over the last uh, several years. In my view, it doesn't appear to be pricing any risk premium. Um, Thus, we keep a widening bias at the front end, uh, but do not find outright positioning attractive in shards. At the long end, uh, we believe that recent narrowing trend will likely continue, and we keep a narrowing bias on bond swap spreads. So we combine these views together, hold the short bond swap spread curve flattening uh, trade that we have been recommending for the past few weeks. Um, we also find the 10-year, uh, 20-year forward swap spread in Germany uh, to be too negative. recommend uh, widening views on this uh, as well. On wall, uh, I still find value in being short wall across the curve, but feel that the risk reward is higher being short and the top right of the wall surface. So that's some, something like 10-year tail or 30-year tail. Mm, um, drivers, you know, our long duration view is still supportive of medium term for the decline in implieds, um, But uncertainty around the start and pace of cutting cycle, in my view, could keep the front end supported and the wall curve inverted so we play this um, this view by uh, selling uh, unhedged straddles in six month tenure, as we believe that yields are unlikely to breach the wide break even that this trade offers for example tenure year bond yield needs to go below uh, 140 150 basis point over the next few months for uh, the trade to breach uh, the lower break even similarly you know on similar metric we also like being short uh, six month 30 year uh, on an unhedged basis
0: Okay, great. Well, thanks very much to both of you. So to summarise, we think the, Jan- the January ECB meeting looks like a non-event for markets. We still like being long duration. So in one-year, one-year Esther, five-year Germany, we do like expressing some bullish duration proxies on the money market curve via options. And we've reduced our overweight intra-immune stance for now. To all our listeners, stay tuned for more updates on our fixed income themes here on At Any Rates. J.P. Morgan's Global Research podcast series. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please read J.P. Morgan research reports related to its contents for more information including important disclosures. Copyright 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on January the 19th, 2024.